0: Previously on HG World Presents The Googees. But after
1: a while, things got worse. And the Popcorn Express was born. I thought we were headed for an army base, some medical site. Uh Uh-huh, so did they. Look around you, 14 bays, all these other trucks. What are they doing? They're all backed up to the quarry's edge. Uh Uh-huh. And
2: check out B-9. What the hell? You put two and two together yet, kid?
1: Fuck me.
2: No, fuck them.
1: Wait for me, kid. Sorry. Just following orders, dumbass. The only thing pumping hard in this room is my heart. And that's only for a while longer, I guess, darling. Well, one night... I met this cadaver-looking motherfucker. Looked like the head of a penis sticking out of a bad suit. France, said his name was. What kind of job? Same as you're doing now. Transport. What kind of transport? Does it matter?
2: That man, France. Who did he represent? The Gougies? Nope. He
1: was with the uh, Happy Valley Militia. Well, there she is.
0: Coming through the crowd now, through the smoke like the devil herself.
3: Stop staring at my breasts,
0: pervert. Sister Jojovich, Joe, this is Herbie Peters.
1: She hated people. Not, not
0: all of Joe,
1: but Jojovich hated men. He slopped his junk out on the stool for her with this big dopey grin on his face, like he was showing off his firstborn son.
3: You are absolutely right, darling. It is a magnificent specimen. So much so that I felt the need to capture it.
2: Oh. My. God.
1: We got out of there pretty quick. But, man, yeah, there was no rush. I didn't know it at the time. But Francie's people already bought out security, and Joe outranked everybody in security. I,
2: I can't imagine how that felt. Fun fact about that guy. <laughs>
1: you'd think a skewered unit would keep you off the dance floor a while, eh? Yeah, well, the very next night, he was back to the bar doing what we used to call spin control on the whole thing. Somehow, the mix of uh, booze and medication put him on the bad side of one of the facility's maintainers, and he ended up passing out at the bar. Three guys carried him out to the park, opened up one of those heavy uh, hollow marble planters, dumped him, and sealed him inside. <laughs> That's how farmers deal with the sheep. no martyrs, no examples made for the others. They just They just identify the weak, the weak and the sick, lead them away from the flock. ...and put them down. The flock gets stronger... ...and easier to control. Eh. Sorry.
2: From the look on your face... ...you don't quite compute that kind of life. No, not at all. Things were so dark and savage back then. You have no idea, kid.
1: So Joe and me... ...we ran into the night... Me, because I didn't know how many of Kromp's friends were hanging around waiting to crack open my ass with a Jägermeister bottle. Joe,', because, well, she's just fucking crazy. I ended up chasing her just the same. Don't know why. I don't know, maybe I just liked her. Maybe I liked her kind of crazy, you know? Maybe I was just horny or buzzed or bored or all those things. But I chased her down, all the way out the compound, across the loading dock and out to the fences, in a cold downpour, and she stopped there, staring out at the chain link. What is it?
3: Look out there, at the edge of the forest.
1: I don't see any.
3: The edge of the yard light.
1: Hey, wait, that's a kid.
3: No. Sheesh,
1: you're right.
3: So many of them are out there. We cannot bury all our children.
1: What are you talking about?
3: Have you ever seen an eater mother carrying
1: an eater child? I saw one carrying a baby by the skull once. Don't think they were related.
3: You never see families of eaters. You see packs of them and loners. But I've never seen an eater pick up its infested offspring. I've seen a mother take her infected child to her own bosom to let it feed. I've seen eaters tear open the bodies of their children. But when the children rise, there is no reunion.
1: That thing must have been out there for months. Its eyes. I've never seen anything like that.
3: Hunger. Savage hunger.
1: She looks like something pulled from a river. Or, uh, from a quarry lake.
3: What did you say?
1: Nothing. She can't get to us here, Joe.
3: I know. And that makes me sad. Why? Hello, little one. Are you lost? Come to the fence. Let Mama take care.
1: Come on, let's go inside.
3: No, oh, look at her, Kenneth. No one looks at them. They don't want to see The unburied memories of what they lost. Joe? The rivers choke on their corpses. The fish drown on poisoned blood. Even Poseidon's darkest depths refuse to claim these savage blasphemies. Come with me, Kenneth. We can spell more children this fate.
1: I'm already signed on, crazy lady.
3: Adessa, there you are. Gustav, Odessa is on the other side of the fence. Come quickly.
1: Uh-huh. Hey, where are you going?
3: Hurry, Gustav. She did not wear her coat. Adessa, why did you run away?
1: get down here you crackhead get down
3: why did you stop me Gustav we must get to her before she freezes she's so cold so scared
1: get off the fence Joe get
3: off Odessa look how she calls to me she needs me Odessa!
1: No! <laughs> it's okay. The watchtower got it. Right through the temple. What the hell was that all about?
3: Odessa is gone. She's gone.
1: Who's Odessa? Let the tree
2: line with those lights. Make sure it wasn't part of a herd.
1: Joe? You're cracked. What did I sign up for?
2: Is she all right?
1: Yeah, yeah, she she will be okay. It's. It, yeah.
2: Was she mad?
1: No, she wasn't. The kid didn't get close enough to the fence. You sure? If she were, I'd pop her myself. She's just she's just overwhelmed.
3: Jessa was bitten on the hand. She was only four years old. But she knew what would happen because so many people in our village were infected. She knew what she would become if she went to sleep. So she walked away.
1: What do you mean she walked away?
3: It was a very cold winter. She walked off into the night. She didn't want to hurt anyone. Her family. Your kid? Jojovic's child. She and her husband, Gustav, searched the town all night. They found her at daybreak, frozen and on her knees, in the middle of an open field. She had changed before the freeze. The next day, Gustav hanged himself in their bedroom closet. Jojovich found him, clutching his daughter's church dress.
1: And Jojovich is...
3: Sleeping now.
1: Hey, easy there.
3: As she sleeps, I can tell you our mission is critical.
1: So who are you?
3: I speak for all the sisters. We are the sisterhood of the lost.
1: Lost? Pants? lost, uh, marbles?
3: We all began somewhere else. We found comfort here and wished to spare others our tragic fate. We want you, Kenneth Peters, to be spared our fate.
1: And you're my boss on this job, are you? Great. Can I get my payment up front?
3: We will meet again in the morning. We leave from Concourse Delta, dawn. Bring breakfast.
0: Phew. Getting along with Sister Joe. You!
1: What the hell did you set me up with? Well, the Gujies
0: say she's a prophet. Well, the Gujies can get fucked. Really, though? I think this is a direct result of civilization breaking down. No civilization, no pharmacies. No pharmacies, no
1: antipsychotics. And she's going to be my navigator on a five-hour drive tomorrow? Yep, so you should get some rest. I'm not driving with that. She could wig out, see a squirrel, decide it's the reincarnation of her grandma, bolt off into the fucking
0: woods. Oh, don't be a pussy. She won't. The one thing that keeps her focused is helping the children. I think you saw why tonight.
1: Uh Uh-huh. So she lost a kid. If that was so terrible, everything with a womb in this place would be rushing the fence. Who the fuck are these googies
0: anyway? Crazies like her? They're helping keep what's left of this species alive. In case you've missed it, this group of backwater fucks you work for isn't really interested in sustaining the species. You've all lived around the business of burying people so long, you just assume you'll end up in the quarry yourselves. How about you have a little faith, step out of Funeral City, and do something bigger than yourself for a change?
1: But by that point, I'd heard enough and headed back toward my little corner of the warehouse for a, an extended power nap. Uh, my job was gone, and so was my security. These Happy Valley fucks wanted me so bad, they bought me out. So there you go.
2: So Joe had multiple personality disorder. Well, oh, don't cry for me or nothing. <laughs> About Joe though, um,
1: uh, if only it were that easy, Francie had a point. Back then, there were so many people who, you know, went off their meds and had to adjust to their old sicknesses. Back before things went to shit, we didn't realize how many people were functional Only because of civilization. We had an expression back in the day. 70 is the new 50. After things went to shit, 50 was the new 80. Anyone over 60 had a shitty chance of seeing the next year. Most folks over 70 didn't last a year. But then you had your head cases. Mental illness was common back then. It wasn't that the world drove you crazy, though that was true. But again, so many people were living without medication that kept them functioning. When that dried up, well, we adjusted. Most were fine. Some folks were programmed just enough to get by in this new world. You had a whole bunch of Machiavellian sociopaths out there, people without conscience, delusionals, raving loons, people who say hi by opening a paper bag and throwing a piece of their own shit at you. Oh, it was a fun time. <sighs> Joe wasn't the first crazy person I met on the road, kiddo, but she was unique. When I got up the next morning, I had no idea which one of her sisterhood I'd have to deal with. Good morning, ladies. Nice outfit. You getting married this morning or something? Good morning,
3: Kenneth. These are my robes as sister of the order. Nice. You're early. I didn't expect you for another... Hey!
1: Are we all loaded up already? I wanted to inspect the loading process. Not necessary. Fuck not necessary. How do I know we got everything?
3: We got everything. I checked myself.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And I guess I should trust you?
3: I work for the people you are delivering to. If there were any issues, we would not be preparing to leave.
1: Uh, Where's France?
3: He left just a bit ago. He's going to scout for us.
1: Right. So I guess we're all fueled up and ready to go? Not yet. What? You forgot to bring breakfast. Kitchen ain't open yet. What are you staring at?
3: Thank you for saving us. I mean me, last night.
1: Don't make me regret that by fucking me over and pulling that shit in the field. I don't need you bugging out if we get surrounded by eaters that look like you're dearly departed. Are we clear? Shall we go? Where's the map? Joe has it. Are you fucking kidding me?
3: Yes. I have it right here. Now, shall we go?
2: Joe sounded like a challenge to work with.
1: Well... She was real easy on the eyes, and I kind of felt for her. Well, a few of her. Some of her I could have done without, but uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. She did get us up to New York without an issue. It was like she knew which roads to take, because I don't recall her ever talking to our scout, Francie.
3: up and around Mockway Mountain a total of 40 miles. That's the crow flies. We're only going 15 miles from the main gate to the summit.
1: Those rich folks sure knew how to keep out the riff-raff. Iron gates, single lane up the mountain. No pull-off, no signs, barricades. That drop over the side is 200 feet easy. So keep your eyes straight, if you please. Scared of heights? Scared
3: of distracted drivers and plummeting 200 feet over the edge.
1: I gotta say, it is a brilliant place to hide. On top of a mountain on 2,200 acres of rough territory. Only one way in or out. Access to water and supplies. Self-contained.
3: It is a sanctuary. Proof of a divine plan to rebuild
1: the world. Divine plan? It's a big... It's a big hunting lodge for rich weirdos. At one
3: time. Now it is a temple. What <clears throat> is the matter?
1: Your accent shifted. Who am I talking to now?
3: I am Doraltia, priestess of the Aresen Keltorot, reincarnated from the court of the Golden Echo where I was sacrificed to the dread Nyarthal.
1: I don't need your biography, Duralaster. Whatever. I I just need to know. Can you shoot?
3: Yes. Joe has taught
1: me this. Good. Same rules apply to you as the other 57 channels in your head. Savvy?
3: Not savvy. Terolteo.
1: Hey, I spy with my sane eye. Three men in brown robes. Slow down. Fucking brown robes would stop on a ping-pong paddle. I should run his ass over.
3: No, they serve
1: us. Oh, hey, Jojovich. Thanks for joining us. Who are these knobs? They are expecting us.
3: See? They are waving us through the access gate.
1: We were being watched the whole way. In every fucking tree, around every bush, there was some douchebag in a brown robe poking a camera or a rifle at us. It was like the Jawas were tracking us for our droids or something. Uh, What for your what again? Ah, never mind.
2: You ever been to Makwe Mountain, kid? I've never been, no, but my parents went. It was magnificent, a holy place, Mom said. It was a fucking
1: asylum when I was there, son. Half a mile up this road, we were directed to a loading dock. Away from the valet parking and the pools and the villas, people were staring in at us. At well, Joe, really. I got out, and, and you had all these people working around the place brown robes everywhere and grunt, but you had people clearing the gardens and boarding up broken windows, fixing shit up. And uh, this is a huge place, eight stories, like a medieval castle, with hundreds of windows, towers, balconies, reflecting pools, and this exquisite, and I don't use that word often, an an exquisite view of the Makwe Valley and the lake. Two dudes came up to me, handed me a hot towel for my face, a cup of cold water. They thanked me by name. I was, I was so overwhelmed by it all, it took me a minute to notice I'd been conned.
3: What is what, darling? These kids! Kids from our site! What the hell are they doing here? Being saved.
1: I thought the kids were coming from here. Joe lied to you. No shit, lady. You stole kids? Are they even alive?
3: Of course they are alive. They were given sleepy time drugs for their journey here.
1: How many kids are there? Holy shit! I kidnapped a bunch of kids? What the fuck is wrong with you people? Please, don't be upset. Don't! We drove up here with 50 kids in the back of the truck.
3: And now they are safe. You knew nothing of it. You did not stress. When the children wake up, they will be taken care of. Away
1: from the barbarian keep where they were exploited. But these kids have parents. Family, friends maybe. Holy shit, hey, those girls are pregnant. Whores, junks, and
3: villains. A generation of degenerates raising degenerates. This cannot stand.
1: Who the fuck are you to say? Look around you, you're crazy. We're surrounded by people in hooded robes and sneakers. Next thing you'll tell me is you're waiting for a comet to ride off the fucking world.
3: For a man who cares about nothing and no one, you seem quite upset by this. How many living children did you bury in your quarry, Kenneth?
1: Why do you ask questions now? Fuck me! I get it now. That's why you all came to the city. That's why you took over the delivery routes. I did not do that.
3: The people I served did that. Besides... Why does this mean anything to you? You are just a driver. You are here to be paid.
1: I don't like being manipulated.
3: You like money. Had you let it slip that we were taking the children, our job would have become more troublesome than necessary. You will be paid, and you may go wherever you wish to spend it.
1: What's going to happen to the kids?
3: The Googies will take care of them.
1: The pregnant girls? The babies? You'll leave them here with these creeps? Come inside with me. Meet the creeps yourself. No, I'm getting out of here. Don't think you're coming back with me, psycho.
0: Welcome home, sister.
3: Brother Loving, so good to see you again. Is this? Yes. He is in haste to return to Maryland.
0: Who wouldn't be? I miss Inner Harbor this time of year. Too bad it won't be that time of year ever again. Sister, would you inform Brother Olme to begin processing our arrivals? Of course, brother. Thank you, sister. All are welcome. Greetings and well met, good sir. Thank you for your troubles.
1: Uh, huh. you the head weirdo?
0: <laughs> no. But I speak for her when she pleases. You are Kenneth Peters?
1: You are a fat weirdo in a black robe looking over a train of sleeping kids like it's a Vegas buffet. You mind explaining what you're up to because I'm feeling twitchy.
0: Sister Joe was right. There is more to you. You care what happens to these children. I
1: just want to know what I signed up for.
0: Nothing. We coerced you to take the job. We feared we might have misread the prophecy. Prophecy, huh? We always knew this day would come. Why? Who told
1: you? Nostra Ratu or Nicodemus Nasra. whatever?
0: Magic is science unexplained. Prophecy is science and statistics and psychology and stagecraft. Oh, see what
1: I get for trying small talk. So you were all smart about it. Why not use your giant eggheads to put a stop to it?
0: We saw the signs and knew the faithless would bring its false Eden crashing down upon themselves. Where once we were a generation of builders, we've handed our children a world of automation and convenience and consumption. Again
1: and with a yap-yap. Come on, man. Forget I said anything. Just sign my papers. Let me out of this castle, freakenstein, okay?
0: We have need of you, Kenneth. Sister Joe brought you here for a greater purpose. Oh yeah? Indeed so. Sister Joe is something of a prophet. Which one? She is legion. Within her skin are great minds and the souls of generations Oh, of... for the love of monkeys. I suppose if I tell you to get stuffed,
1: you won't sign my manifest.
0: And That manifest is useless. Why's that? Because by now everyone at your facility is dead. Says who? You can no longer leech from them, Kenneth. Listen, Friar Fudge. I'm gonna
1: grab you by the dice bag and roll 2D-10 down this fucking driveway if you don't stop this Dungeon Master crap. What do you mean? The facility is
0: dead. Shortly after you left, we received word from our people that the site was compromised. One of your trucks broke down and necroambulates escaped the cargo bay into the general population. Anyone still alive has fled.
1: I guess you wouldn't be lying to me or nothing. I cannot
0: hide the truth from you. If you chose to stay and serve us, you'd see the truth for yourself. If you refuse us, you will return to a city of ruin and see the same sad truth. The only difference is that if you refuse us, you will not profit.
1: What's this higher
0: purpose? Every crusade needs knights and... (laughs)
1: Okay, this is my enchanted revolver, plus five versus ass hattery. If you purple prose your way through another explanation, I will turn your fat face into a skullcap full of brother-loving pudding.
0: Fine. We need you as muscle. Now that's better. Go on. We need you to go to our friends in the Happy Valley Militia and convince their generals they need to stop dragging feet on negotiations. We'd prefer to just assimilate their little concern, but if necessary, we will obliterate them collectively and individually and start over again.
1: I ain't one for shiny, happy people, Doc.
0: Which is why we want you and Joe to work together. You will deliver the blow as she delivers a kiss. Don't shoot. Don't shoot.
1: Oh, it's fine. What's the job pay?
3: Why are you terrifying poor Brother Loving? Put that gun away, Kenneth.
1: Soon as Brother Bumble finishes his
0: recruiting speech. Mr. Peters is a plain speaker, sister. He does not like to clutter his mind with imagery or high speak.
3: His practical nature has kept him alive outside.
0: Perhaps you can persuade Mr. Peters to join our cause.
1: You know something about the compound back in Fredericksburg, Joe?
3: One of your drivers collided with another driver inside the vault. That crash tore open the cargo box, and all the popcorn came pouring
1: out. Sister Joe, you didn't have nothing to do with that, did you? You or your thirty-one flavors are crazy? So
3: children are safe. One hundred and twenty-five children. Safe from the slavery and exploitation they suffered.
1: And delivered where? No bullshit.
3: Come inside and see, Kenneth. Come with me and see the future. Let me show you hope.
2: Hope. What did she mean? Just that.
1: For no better reason than I I needed to take a shit and have a nap, I went with her. I walked into Castle Fucking Wolf with, with Joe's arm in mine. Her weird little smile giving me this weird tingle of confidence. And I saw these kids taken down the hallway. All of them into their own rooms. Hotel rooms, converted to care for them. Pregnant girls went upstairs on a hand-crank lift. Nurses, uh, sisters they were called, dressed kind of like Joe, changed and bathed all the children. There were infants there, too. You could hear them crying and crying as we as we passed a nursery made out of an old fitness room. There were children all over. Older kids in junior cult member robes sat in circles listening to, I guess, David Koresh's greatest hits. And for a second, it seemed to make sense
2: until it sleeps but is not sleeping its voice calls to us reaching through the
1: ages through generations From eons before his tangled appendages sank into the sand and soil, when the face of earth looked different, before tribes of men followed his dream song to settle their villages atop his earthen blanket. Still he sleeps. Still he calls. To him we offer these pure and fresh offerings, free of the corruption, free of the mind germs, free of the influence of darker minds. Come now, small ones. Come now and see the face of God.
2: Guji's Chapter Two stars James Baxter as Ken. Brian Lincoln as Mark. And Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard as Joe. Also featuring Eric Avedisian as France and Cromp, Stacey Dukes as Brother Loving, Steve Cox as The Guard, and Peter Cavell as The Priest. The episode was written and directed by Jay Smith. Show running and production by Ayub Koti. Line and vocal direction by Laura Nicole and Brian Lincoln. Editing by Brian Lincoln and Scott Pig. Sound effects and foley engineering by Scott Pig. Engineered, mixed, and mastered by Michael L. Stokes. Musical direction by Michael L. Stokes and Jay Smith. Featuring music by Michael L. Stokes, Kevin McLeod, and Jonathan Colton. Courtesy of the Creative Commons License. HG World is a production of 3015 North Studios, with content used with permission under the Creative Commons License. For more information on this production, visit us online at www.goodmorningsurvivors.com or join our Facebook page, or follow Todd Rage on Twitter at HG underscore World.